Welcome, friends, to Workplace Injury Prevention, a Fit for Work podcast. I am your host, Curtis Kopotic. I'm excited and grateful to have you a part of the program today. And as always, I'm joined with my co-host, Amber. Amber, how are you? I am doing good this morning. Thanks, Curtis. I am also really excited because we have part two with Keith and Tom, the founders of Fit for Work. Today, they're going to be talking about adding to that family that we discussed in our last episode. So if you haven't had a chance yet, go back and and listen to our last episode with Keith and Tom. But today, they're going to talk about being intentional about adding to their Fit for Work family. You know, and adding to a family is a very big decision. Uh, it's something I know my wife and I have not taken lightly each time we've wanted to grow, but Thank it's goodness. a little, di- it, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> it, it's a little different. So, something I like to tell people if you don't want kids, don't have them. If you don't want employees, don't have them. But Keith and Tom knew they needed to have employees to grow their mission and vision, and they didn't want to just do it for doing its sake. And that's what I think is so great. And inspiring about what they say is that they did everything intentionally. They weren't in any hurry. They wanted to make sure that things were done right. And as that's done, as you take your time and put your thought into it, you realize you don't just magically grow. The intention is is real. So they have a great quote that everybody should pay attention to, that it's not magic, it's intentional. That really does sum up their their thought process. So kind of pay attention to that mindset that they have. Yeah. And it really, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you want to set your company apart from others, as far as just making a difference and even making a difference in your employees' lives, take a listen to this episode that we've got today, because I think that what Keith and Tom did when they started this Fit for Work family has really set Fit for Work apart from other companies. So here we go. There's the rest of our interview with Keith and Tom. So you guys set up your business. You guys are starting to do better. You realize you need to expand. What were you looking for when you started hiring employees? How did you know what type of employee to look for? Where did that kind of foundation come from? And we'll start with Tom, and then I want to get Keith's insight after. I was hoping that you'd do Keith first because I didn't have a really good answer for it. Yeah, beyond the pulse and willing to work at three o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Good qualification. You know what? Seriously, we never were just looking for someone, I'll use big air quotes, like us. We just were looking for people that shared a passion for others and really had a servant mentality because that's really what it's about. When we're out on site, it's about serving other people and not serving the system. And so the direct answer is, as we're looking for people, in my mind, number one, we're looking for people that had a shared passion for helping others and a willingness to work outside a traditional mentality and methodology. And third, people that were willing to sacrifice at the level that we had made. You know, our employees, our team, our staff, our family, they never are going to have to sacrifice what all of us did at the beginning. That's just normal right? It's just part of that normal. But it doesn't mean that you don't make your own personal sacrifices today when you're out at someplace at 10 o'clock at night, right? And so the staff that we were looking for, I wasn't looking for someone that could make those same sacrifices, but I was looking for somebody who understood and appreciated that and was willing to build on it. You were looking for somebody that wasn't just comfortable with this one level, but that had kind of that forward thinking mind that I know John and Kyle have both talked about in our 
earlier interviews where they're willing to continually look in a new direction and not just be comfortable with where they came into the company. Yeah, absolutely. And see, it's interesting, like Tim McCarthy, he was there for 17 years. Wow. He's a physical therapist. And many of our staff now have been there for over a decade. But one of the things that Tim told us from the very beginning was, hey, I just want to warn you, I'm normally only out of place for about two years or so. And then I kind of get bored and I move on. So I just want to let you know that. And we were like, well, be committed for the two years then. Well, 17 years later, (laughs) you know, (laughs) apparently we kept him challenged. And then Michael Escobar, we interviewed him, Keith, what was it, three or four times until finally his family said, are they dating you or do they want to hire you? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And it was so funny because, you know, those early interviews, that's what it was like. We just wanted to make sure that we made the right decision for everyone, for our clients, for our new staff members. There's just some things that you can't systematize. And you could put a system into identifying people that fit a collective group. But at the end, there was just always that kind of that spark in people. That was what's so exciting about where I see fit for work today is it's just a lot more sparks, but it's everywhere. Even when we do the quarterly meetings and the sessions or the virtual happy hours, it's just seeing the family come together. Well, and I can definitely speak to that. I just went through the interview process last summer right before you guys retired. And I have to admit that it did feel like like dating, like you said. I mean, now that you put those words in, I've never been more comfortable making a job decision or a job change decision in my life because of the whole process that we went through. I mean, it was drawn out probably over about a month, but Keith, I think I talked to you two or three times. I talked to Kyle, the area supervisor. I talked to somebody else and just got everybody's opinion on the company. So it was like I was interviewing you guys too, and it was a great model that you guys have put out there Mm -hmm. for hiring people. So thank you for starting that. It made my decision very easy to come on over. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, it's an important point. Hiring someone, that's serious business. I mean, we can't take that lightly. And so it's about you know building the relationship through the hiring process. And the things that you know I've always looked for is someone that's kind of willing to take the initiative. They have that drive that Tom was talking about, that passion, really that drive for results, making an impact, being someone that does make a difference, but someone that's willing to get in there and roll up their sleeves, but to bring additional things to the table. At the time, we couldn't be a a static company and just rely on the things that had gotten us there or gotten us successful. But we really needed to infuse a more creativity, just more, more oomph to the business. And so we're looking for someone that had that drive. And I think the final thing that we were looking for early on is someone that really had those critical, I guess, you know, today's term is that emotional intelligence, the ability to manage self, because This is a very non-traditional model. So this isn't clocking in, clocking out, you're being watched. But this is someone that needs to come in and be able to manage their time, manage their self, be aware of what's going on, but also have that social awareness of when they're in the field, how to interact with an employee versus how to interact with an engineer versus how to interact with a company president. So, you know, more of that social awareness And really, you know, it boils down to just developing relationships. And so the process, Amber, that we went through together to this day we go through can be lengthy, but it's about 
developing those relationships and identifying those individuals that have those key traits that we look for in terms of emotional intelligence and those drives. Hopefully that's something that's going to keep carrying on as well, because as Fit for Work is growing so rapidly, it'll be great to keep up just finding quality people, if I say so myself. (laughs) (laughs) You can say that. And that's the thing is it's not magic, but it is intentional. And I like Keith's point about the time that it takes to be hired is the time that we afford both sides to get to know each other and to begin to develop a relationship so that you can maximize success in the long term. Because at the end of the day, we're impacting people's lives. When you join our family, we're bringing you in and we're bringing your whole family in. And we have people from all shapes and sizes, figuratively speaking, coming into our organization. And we recognize that if we don't provide a stable work environment, one that they can be happy in, whatever definition that they have for happy, and there's books about the difference between what's happy and what's not, et cetera, but that level of contentment and fulfillment and appreciation and feeling like they contribute to other people's lives, those are all of the things that made those first hires very difficult. We have ways to describe it now. And back then we didn't, it was just a sense of, gosh, if things don't go well, we're impacting this person's life and it's going to impact their family. And that was for our staff, let alone the people that you're impacting every day and how, what you do, what our fit for work family does and how they impact employees. So I'm glad that they continually look at ways that we can be better about bringing the right people in. And the right people is not a predefined person. It is a person who's going to come in and feel those things that the rest of us do in terms of passion and appreciation and feeling appreciated. So there's a lot to hiring people. And it's definitely no easy task, that's for sure. And something I've never had to do. But so I had this interesting thought that I wanted to get your insight on though, as Fit for Work continues to last, as it has 20 years and you know, I'm no doubt it will go another 20 easily. Soon the employees that are going to be hired by Fit for Work will be younger than Fit for Work. Uh. <laughs> it's kind of a mind blower on a Monday morning, huh? <laughs> I feel like the coffin lid just shut on me. <laughs> <laughs> so with that question and that insight, what do you think the new generation of employees, whether they be those who work in the warehouses that we are taking care of or those that are hired by Fit for Work, what benefits are they getting that their parents never had? And we'll start with Keith on this. What do you think? I don't know if it's necessarily something that their parents didn't have, but I, I do think I go back to something that Tom mentioned, and that's about contributing something that's greater than yourself. And I'm going to say this, and I hope it doesn't come across the wrong way, but I tell people it's not about you. It's really about what you can do to empower others, what you can do to be of service to others, what you can do to make a change and to impact others' lives. And I think as this new generation that's coming up is looking for ways in which they can become part of something that's greater than themselves, but to really feel good about it, that they've had a key role in helping someone improve their overall wellness and health, to help someone improve productivity because of ergonomics in many different ways. I mean, we are experts. We are musculoskeletal experts. We're ergonomic experts, and we have a lot to share. It's a very fulfilling and rewarding endeavor 
when you're looking outside yourself. And I think that's something that we continue to build upon that will resonate with those that are seeking employment in the workplace today. That was really great. I agree that that opportunity for self-fulfillment is very evident. I know it's been in my life feeling that there's more to this job than just me showing people some exercises. Hey guys, pardon the interruption. If you are listening and wondering how Fit for Work can help you get ahead of injuries, head on over to our website, www.wellworkforce.com and click on the connect with us button to learn more. At Fit for Work, we partner with you to prevent workplace injuries by looking at three leading indicators, early intervention, human behaviors, and ergonomics. So what are you waiting for? Go check out our website. Again, that's www.wellworkforce.com. Now, back to the interview. What about you, Tom? What benefits do you see this upcoming generation that's never known differently? What benefits do you want them to know that they may not realize that their parents didn't have? Something that they can appreciate. (laughs) A full paycheck. No. (laughs) (laughs) You know, seriously. So first, I hope that they understand the value of two decades of the work that's gone before them. And this isn't just keep an eye. I mean it wholeheartedly. It's the dedication of people like yourself all the way back to 20 years ago when we first started and with our first employees, the commitment. So what I hope they benefit from is that they understand that there's been 20 years of building on the foundation that they're currently standing, but that it's not over. I think that was one of the things that Keith and I shared as we retired last year was that you know we built the ship. And other people help build the ship and other people help build and fuel it and get it out of orbit and not to go Star trek but it's still an ongoing mission because 20 years ago it was us. But now those people that we served when we first started, now they have kids and their kids are working in those environments and somebody has to serve them. Somebody has to help them continue to take care of themselves so that they can provide for their family. So it's not a mission that, you know, you kind of reach the end of one period and then there's this brand new thing that occurs. It's an ongoing mission. And sometimes it can feel repetitive. But what I'd like them to understand is that they may feel like they've said the same thing for a hundred times or a thousand times. But remember, it's the first time that you said it to that person that day. And I think one of the things that will always stand with me is I remember when we were doing work with a waste management company. And we thought it'd just be a neat idea to see what their family thought about safety and how important safety was to their kids. And so we got them all poster boards and we said, okay, we're gonna have a contest for the best poster. And everybody take your poster board home and have your kids draw what safety means to them as it relates to you. That's awesome. That is such a good idea. It was incredible. For two reasons. One is, is, of course, everybody got the best poster and not because we were just giving everybody blue ribbons. It was that we just could not pick one that was the best because what happened was instead of just drawing pretty pictures and things like that and saying, you know, safety is important, they would write, safety is important because it lets my dad come home and play football with me. Safety is important because my mom comes home and spends time with me and isn't hurt. You know, so. 
what it did is it showed us how we not only impacted those workers, but all of their families and how important it was to them. I mean, you got waste management folks crying and you're just not expecting that. I'm getting teary just thinking about this. This is great. (laughs) I was getting choked up too. I had to laugh a little bit. But what was amazing, the next day, they had cleared a hallway that had like pictures of when the business first began and stuff like that. And all the way down the hallway were all of these people's posters. So every morning they would have their business meeting and they would walk down the hallway and touch their poster as a reminder to be safe. So what I want our folks to remember is that each and every day they impact people's lives. They're doing it on a spaceship that has an ongoing mission and they have to contribute. They're not there as just a placeholder. They have an important and a key role in participating as a family member and they're impacting people all over the world in ways that they don't even understand. And so that's what I hope that they remember. That is just wonderful. And thank you both for your insights on this. All right, so this is going to be my last question. What message do you want new Fit for Work employees to be told and remembered, say, 20 years from now? What is that message for within those providers that you would want them to make sure they have clear in their their own hearts and minds as they work with Fit for Work? We'll start with Tom. Well, 20 years from now, I feel like you're unearthing a time capsule and it's my recorded message. (laughs) Exactly. And now it's going to be on the internet. So it really will be a time capsule. Somebody can listen to this in 20 years. (laughs) So basically it better be profound is all I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I tweeted like one time and I just got Facebook a month ago. So, (laughs) you know, so here's the thing. So 20 years from now, I hope that they understand the message of service. I hope that they when they look in the eyes of the people that they serve, they see the families behind those eyes and how critical it is that that person continues to be healthy and not just ergonomically healthy, but to maximize, to leverage the relationship, to lean into them a little bit and encourage their health all around. You know, I'm really passionate about working with veterans now, and I look at veterans in the workplace I think about the other things that are going on behind their eyes. And that's where my heart is. It doesn't have to be everyone's. But the answer to your question is, is when I see, when our staff is looking at this 20 years from now, I hope that when they look at an employee, they look behind their eyes and understand that they've got families to provide for and that they do everything they possibly can to make sure that that individual gets the individual attention that they need as well as the group. But I think that's one of the most important things. And also, too, that they're carrying on a legacy that was created to completely change the healthcare system and that our true focus is preventing employees from becoming patients in whatever capacity that we can do that. And I think the other thing, too, is is that they're cared about. They're prayed for. Fit for work is not something that in November I retired from and no longer think about. If I'm still alive in 20 years or, you know, the Lord hasn't returned and called me home, they're still going to be cared about. They're still going to be prayed for and we'll always be here to encourage them. So that would be my time capsule message to them. You passed the profound statement. So that was beautiful. Thank you. Keith, how about yourself? I'll tell you what, that's a tough one to follow. You know, mine's similar in that when Tom and I started the business, we really felt driven and compelled to help to give of ourselves, to be in service. And so I think the first thing would be 
just a day-to-day. And that's not just giving of yourself to the employee and to the client, but that's giving of yourself to your coworker. When sometimes it's difficult to do that, if there's maybe a heated exchange of ideas or you're debating about something or you don't feel like having a cup of coffee with someone today, you feel like just staying in your office. But to give of yourselves to others and to give of yourselves, you know, not only to your clients, but to your coworkers and to your families. The other part is I've been reading this book. It's just really opened up my eyes is to look at what is possible. And I think sometimes we go into situations day to day and we close off potential opportunities because we don't see it as a possibility. The book is called The Art of Possibility, and it's by Rosamund Zander, Z-A-N-D-E-R. And one of the things that they start off in the book, if I could share it real quick. Yeah. We start off with a story, and it says, A shoe factory sends two marketing scouts to a region of Africa to study the prospects for expanding business. So one of the marketing scouts sends back a telegram. This is back in the days of telegrams. And the telegram says, situation hopeless. Stop. No one wears shoes. Well, the other marketing scout, he writes back triumphantly. And he says, glorious business opportunity. Stop. They have no shoes. (laughs) And I just love that story because here you have two people that have two different perspectives. And one is looking at possibility, and the other one is not. And so my message would be, always look at what is possible. Always look at what you can do you know, that's greater than yourself, what you can do to help fit for work, what you can do to help a client, what you can do to be a service to your own family, to your church, to your neighborhood, and to look at possibilities. You guys are both like Yodas in my world. That was amazing. <laughs> it was. Great job. Well said. <laughs> That's on a Monday morning, too. Yeah, I'm surprising myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's amazing. You guys must have some really good coffee down there in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I got it going strong today. That's for sure. Well, I just wanted to thank you guys for imparting not only your story on how this all came together, but just the insights and words of wisdom for the future too. I've just gotten so much out of this conversation that we've had today, and I'm hoping that that everybody listening is going to have their Kleenexes ready as well. So great. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Really enjoyed it. It's a pleasure. Definitely. You are both amazing and very generous with your time. I feel like we could go on forever, so we may have to have a round two of this as well. (laughs) I feel like I'm saying that with every person we've interviewed, but (laughs) you're the third round of interview. This is the third time we've done it, and I just hope this keeps going because the insights that I know Amber and I gained and our listeners will gain will do nothing but help them as long as they listen to with that open heart and mind. So thank you, Tom, for your help and your willingness to answer these fun questions. Mm -hmm. And Keith as well, thank you so much. Any final thoughts or questions from you, Amber? No, just it's been amazing. A great way to start my Monday morning. (laughs) Awesome. Definitely. That was a pick-me-up that I needed. So thank you so much for your time. And we will continue to search for those mind shift changes. So thank you so much, gentlemen. Well, thank you both. You know, honestly, you're thanking us, but we really appreciate how you as leaders are taking this. It's not easy to lead the organization. But it sure is made easier when people like you, both of you and others, John and Kyle and the whole team, are there 
making sure that the ship stays on course. So we really sincerely appreciate all the work that you do every day. And this applies to each of the people that will listen in the future. We appreciate that you've taken that vision and you carry on the mission. So you guys be blessed and thank you. Absolutely. Really enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. Well, once again, I am feeling super inspired after listening to the interviews with Keith and Tom. Curtis, what was your favorite part today? I really loved how they had the motto of serve the people, not the system. Because too often, we as humans, we like to create these systems, which which have a, a purpose. But if the system becomes more powerful than helping the people, then that's not a productive system. That's, a, I think, a detriment to us. It's where if you focus more on money than people, if you focus on people, the money will come. If you focus on the happiness of the people, your success will come. That is just so powerful. That, And I think employees need to know that we have fit for work. We're not trying to serve the healthcare system. We're trying to serve them. And I think that message really needs to be be heard by both fit for work providers and those companies that we serve. And just to know we are here for that individual person and to make their life a little bit better and a little as painful for them. So that that's what really stuck out to me. Uh, how about you, Amber? What was your stick out message for you? I've kind of got a couple, but I'll try and wrap it all into one statement here. One is just for the fit for work providers out there, knowing that your hire, your job, you filling this position was completely intentional. And I hope that you feel that. I hope that you can use this episode on those days when you are like, oh man, you know, hard to get out of bed. You worked a late night last night, you know, things are going right at home and you can't go to work. Like play this, this episode on your way. Hopefully you feel inspired and knowing that you are where you're supposed to be because your hire was completely intentional. And then also keeping in mind, you may have said something a thousand times throughout your career, but just that one time, it might be the first time that somebody else, that employee has heard that statement and you might change their lives with just that one statement or talking to them that day. So I think it's a kind of a, a dual part there, but definitely something that, that our fit for work providers can, can take home with them. Definitely. And that's what the we hope everybody will take from this is that your life is more meaningful if it's intentional. I was once told that if you want to feel lost, just get on a boat, go out on the water and take off the rudder and oh, just gosh. float. You know, so <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's how that's it. I can't think of any way of feeling any more lost. But if you have an intentional direction, then you have purpose, then life has a lot more fulfillment to it. And that's what I hope everyone can feel from Fit for Work. So thank you for listening to this podcast from Fit for Work. We appreciate you as the listeners. And we know that as you continue to go through this journey with us, we are excited for the episodes that we have ahead for us. So we are trying to bring the power of prevention to you. Please visit our website at wellworkforce.com or email us at podcast at wellworkforce.com with any questions or comments. And remember, prevention improves lives. Thank you.